Welcome to Sports Cash, a space to discuss sports and money. I'm your host, KD. And this is your host, Vlad, Mr. ESPN. Cash Crew, we're back again for another episode. This one's going to be a good one. Talking about NBA list, listing 25, top 25, all that good stuff. But before we get into it, how you feeling, Vlad? <sighs> Welcome so, back for another week, Cash Crew. But I'll just let you guys know I'm disheartened <laughs> um, with the topic that we're going to talk about today. Um, I have a lot of opinions about this ESPN top 25 under 25 for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely going to be a good episode this week. But I'll just let you guys know I'm very, very, very disappointed on this list. But you guys will see why. Let's get into the list. All right. So ESPN dropped a list of ES of top 25 players under 25. So this is different from what we've had discussions about top 25 players um, in general in the league right now. We're talking about top 25 that are under the age of 25. So let's go through the list. So one at number one, we have Luka Doncic. Okay. Number two, Zion Williamson. Number three, LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. Number four, Donovan Mitchell. Number five, Jason Tatum. Number six, De'Aaron Fox. Hmm. Number seven, Ben Simmons. Number eight, Devin Booker. Number nine, Bam Adebayo. Number 10, Shea Gilchers Alexander. Number 11, Brandon Ingram. Number 12, Jalen Brown. Number 13, Jamal Murray. Number 14, Michael Porter Jr. Number 15, John Morant. Number 16, Trey Young. Number 17, Miles Bridges. Number 18, Dom Sabonis. Number 19, Anthony Edwards. Number 20, DeAndre Ayton. Number 21, Tyrus Halliburton. Number 22, John Collins. 23, Jerry Allen. 24, Lonzo Ball. And 25, Colin Saxon. Whew. A lot to unpack in this list. First things first. What do you like? What do you dislike? Well... Let's just, you know, put this out there. This list was based off what ESPN and the NBA said, potential. So the potential of these guys' career in the long haul. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily everything they've done up to this point or what they're doing at this current moment. However, in my opinion, I just, I hate using the word potential sometimes, especially when it comes to sports. And here's why. If one of these players so happen to get a career-ending injury, potential is out the door. If one of these players' skill sets plateaus for, the, for, I guess, the greater amount of their career, potential is out the door. Also, there are players on this list that has accomplished a lot more than some other guys, but... It seems like ESPN is not taking that in factor and adding that along with the potential of what they could do more in the future. Mm-hmm. AKA, you have Jason Tatum at five and LaMelo Ball at three. Right. I am sorry. LaMelo didn't even finish the whole season. Thank you. And he's injured right now. Granted, I know you, you don't take that into consideration, the injury, because he is going to come back. But at this current moment, as good as LaMelo Ball is... Yes, he has a great feel for the game. He can pass. You know, it looks like his jump shot has developed. But I am sorry. I am taking Jason Tatum over LaMelo Ball Monday through Friday and twice on Sunday. <laughs> and that's a fact. Yeah. So there's a few guys I'm looking at here. Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, Trey Young, Bam Adebayo might be misplaced and i know again this list is based off potential but i think when you say potential especially when it comes to athletes you still have to consider what they've done up to this point along with the potential of what they could be in the future go on let me hear your point yeah so um what I like about this list, uh, obviously you got number one and number two, right? Luca and Zion are the future. Um, LaMelo, although I'm not mad he's on this list, he's way high. Um, but again, future potential. So it's really up to the person who made this list what they what they view as potential. 
um, versus what they've done in the league. Um, of course, I'm not happy with Bam Adebayo being at nine, but at the same time, you know, hey, it's not bad. It's not terrible. Um, let me see. Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, what the hell? Like, you know, he's been playing well. Don't get me wrong. But to be above John Collins, who has made a name for himself in this league, Jared Allen just got paid. Uh, Lonzo Ball. Like, I feel like Colin Saxon. Yeah, I feel like these guys could be ahead of... Tyrese would probably... If you're going to do 25, top 25, for me, Tyrese would be number 25 because he hasn't hasn't shown me that much to be that high, even though, I mean, it's 21, but above John Collins, above Lonzo, above Collins, I can't really go for that. Collins Saxon averaged 20 his rookie year. Right. And Tyrese is a a rookie, so I I can't really do for that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of where they put Ja Morant. I think Ja should be a little bit higher than that. I wouldn't put my MPJ, I wouldn't put Michael Porter Jr. above him. I think Ja is a better prospect than, um, well, I just put him up one spot. So I'm not terribly mad at this list. Uh, They are right for saying these are top 25 under 25. It's really just Nick you know, nip tuck when it comes to where they place them. I agree. The, the as far as the candidates, I'm fine with the candidates. It's the seating for me. Mm-hmm. If we're going to rank, <laughs> it's them. the seating for me. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, I can't. I can't rock with this. Um, I I see why they put Luca and Zion at one and two. Um, the NBA obviously is betting that this is going to be the face of the league once LeBron um retires and obviously KD fades out. Which I'm cool with. Um, but Donovan Mitchell has been in the playoffs every year since his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. Donovan Mitchell, and I know we can't really put into consideration what he's doing this year, but last time I checked, Donovan Mitchell is the number one seed in the West this year. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell was dropping 50 against Jamal Murray last year in the bubble. Yeah. Luke and Zion was at home. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're thinking about the team that they play on, that that plays into it as well. But I really don't. I, You know, whoever made this list, look, you know, I just want to talk. I just want to figure out. Where, what were they thinking? What were you thinking? Because to be honest, if you remove LaMelo Ball from three, a lot of other things make sense. Um, I'm not as high on De'Aaron Fox as everyone, to be honest. Um, but You don't think De'Aaron Fox could be the left-hand John Wall? Potentially, I mean, but what does that if you if you're complaining if you're comparing him to prior John Wall, to injury prior prior to, to injury that that's that makes sense because at one point John Wall was slowly creeping to be one of the top three point guards in the league, Very especially true. during that Boston series a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Very true, um, but you you have two spots below him, Devin Booker. I'm not rocking with that at all, at all. Okay, so. <laughs> From the seating of this list, I'm going to try to tap into whoever made this list thinking process. And the only way, and and, and Cash Crew, listen to me very, 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 very carefully. If you guys have been listening to previous episodes, and for those that know me off the air, I'm a big Devin Booker fan. I've been what? Preaching, no. I've been preaching Devin <laughs> Booker since Kentucky. Okay, and I'm not even a Kentucky fan. If y'all know me, I, I rock with Tar Heels. Um, shout out to Roy Williams who just retired. Thank you for your service, your three championships and 903 wins. But <laughs> who just retired? Roy Williams. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't he know retired that. Retired this week. Okay. Um, however, Devin Booker is my favorite young star in the league right now. Now, does he deserve to be number one? I'll say no. I'm, I, I get it. I know what the NBA is doing by putting Luca and Zion at one and two. But Devin Booker also doesn't deserve to be at eight. I would not be mad if he was number three. I wouldn't either. Guys, I get it. Phoenix haven't had a lot of team success in the past years. This is probably their best year in Devin Booker's career up to this point. Right now, they're currently at the number two seed. Actually, I think they're tied with Utah right now because they just played Utah the other night. And, you know, Devin Booker's having a great career. He's taking less shots, but he's shooting more efficient this year. However, if we're being 
realistic and take the team aspect out of this. Devin Booker, in my eyes, is better than De'Aaron Fox. I agree. Better than Donovan Mitchell. I agree. Better than LaMelo Ball. I agree. And at the current moment, better than Zion Williamson. Hmm. At the current moment. Now, Zion has, he has, you know, he has a ceiling he can go to. His stats are ridiculous. They they are ridiculous, (laughs) especially for this year. But, guys, let's not forget Devin Booker was 22 and scored 70 against Boston. 7-0. Devin Booker is a two-time all-star. And I know people are going to say, well, you know, he was a reserve user put in. But technically, if Devin Booker was in the East, he might be a four-time all-star. Because he's definitely deserving priors. Outside of Kevin Durant and James Harden, in my book, Devin Booker is the third best scorer in the league right now. I think that's my that might be where he gets a knock too, which you know I don't watch a lot of Phoenix games, but this when the playoffs come around, we're gonna be watching a lot of Phoenix games. But I don't think they play that much defense in Phoenix. They're playing defense this year, though. Yeah, of course they they but, are now. But, but look at how the team is constructed. When Devin first got there, there was no DeAndre Ayton, Ricky Rubio. No, I'm sorry, Tyus Jones from Duke was like all of five eleven was his point guard. Mm-hmm. Right, didn't have great wings, you know, and the roster is forever changing. The coaching was not all that great. Monty Williams has been a great development to Devin Booker's um, career up to this point, from last year to now. And for sure, CP three. Imagine if he got CP three three years ago. CP three is just crazy, man. Think about what Devin would be like, because we're seeing what Devin is now with CP three. If he got a three-year younger CP3 and got to play with CP3 for three years up to this point, mm. how much development Devin would have, how much more success Devin would have? People are not thinking about that, I think. And that plays a factor into a lot of teams' success. Kobe has success because he was afforded to play with Shaq. Shaq has success because he was afforded to play with Penny Hardaway and Kobe. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade was able to have early career success because he had that trade of Shaq coming to Miami. That's why he was able to win the championship in his third year. Mm-hmm. Which, looking at this list... That helps. No one on this list has done that, just to let you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Somebody winning their championship in their third year as a star. Yeah. that Rarely happens. Yeah, that rarely happens. But... I get this is an individual ranking, but your environment does take a hit on this. Now, I will say this. Devin is not the greatest of a defenders. I will give him that knock. He definitely could be a de- better defender. But everybody don't come into the league as a great defender. Jalen Brown has grown into a great defender. <clears throat> Kobe didn't come in as a great defender. He grown into one. Mike grown into a superior defender. You know, if Devin end up getting his defense up like Clay did, oh man, and become a two way player, oh man. Yeah, I mean Clay is an elite defender. Oh um, man, but Clay wasn't. Clay was good, but he wasn't elite his first couple years in, right. in Golden State. Now he's one of the top two guard defenders in the league when healthy. You know what's so funny about uh, guys like Devin Booker, like Clay, like Steph. These high-scoring guys that can just put the ball in the basket, and then on on defense, they um they don't they don't play as well. I think the coaches are mistaken in terms of how they're looking at them. Well, they're doing so well on the offensive end, we don't want them to expend much energy on on the defensive end, as if their talent doesn't translate to both sides of the ball. Yo, if they're pretty good at as good as they are on offense, I guarantee you they have that same talent on defense. All you have to do is challenge them to do so. Mm-hmm. That's why Mark Jackson lost his job in, in Golden State. He was trying to hide Steph when, in fact, all you had to do was challenge the guy. And he's he's not the best defender, but he's passable. He made it seem like the man ain't got no legs on defense. So as soon as he challenged them, their team started playing well because now it's kind of like... um 
if you hurt a leg or hurt a knee, mm-hmm. your other knee starts overcompensating. That's what happens in the defense um, when you're trying to hide a guy. Uh, it happens with Miami with Goran Dragic all the time where you have a weak link. Well, people are going to attack that link all the time. That's what happened to Steph. Attack the people that the, the guy that they're trying to hide. So people like Devin Booker, he just had to be you get someone like CP3 that's just not going to back down. doesn't matter who, how big, how small. You just got to know how to play for your position and your size. So, I agree, but I do think defense is a willing thing. You have to be willing to play defense. I, I think a lot of guys are just not willing, especially guys that have a high offensive skill set. You know, they know, you know what, once I get the ball back in my hand, I, it's a bucket anyway, so... I can slouch. You can go off. As long as I outscore you, I'm good. Some guys have that mindset. And and also, too, I mean, you got to think about it. When you don't have a lot of offensive, and unfortunately in Devin's early years, there was not a lot of offensive um, skills on the floor with Devin. I mean, Devin really was at times sometimes their best scorer. So it was like, okay, do I spend 40 or 50% of my, side of my energy playing defense? Or do I, you know, save 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 some of it and exuberate that energy on the offensive end just to stay within the game, you know? Because Phoenix struggled in those first couple of years. I mean, that's why a lot of people didn't even know who Devin Booker was. Mm-hmm. I did, but I mean, you watch the guy and you're just like, man, this really. I mean, you know, I I don't want to do a comparison, but man, this dude really could be the next coming of Kobe Bryant. So on this list, they have Ben Simmons at seven and Devin at eight, which again I think the reason why is because Ben Simmons plays defense. Ben Simmons plays defense. He's six eleven point guard. Handles with you know all He's the, the last uh, game Magic Johnson. Yeah, so I I can understand that. And for as much as people are saying that he doesn't do much on the offensive end, he's averaging fifteen, basically eight. So fifteen seven and seven. And that's 7.8 rebounds. That's Ben Simmons', ben Simmons stats okay. this year. Over his career, he's 16, 8, and 7. Those are more than respectable numbers when you think about what he does on the other side of the ball. So that's why I'm like, okay, I can justify him being at uh, 7 and over Devin Booker. Okay, so if that's the case, in my opinion, who has the highest ceiling then? How much Out of more- this entire list? No, no, no. Between those two. Oh, of course it's going to be Devin Booker. Okay. Well, it just depends. No, it no. depends on if Ben Simmons decides to shoot. But, if, okay, if, but if he decides to shoot, it's over with. He got to be higher, way okay. higher. Okay. You say, all right, so let's look at this. If Ben Simmons decides to shoot, right? Mm-hmm. So now, and I'm not, not saying he's going to be Steph Curry, but just say he's efficient enough to hit 15 to 17 foot jumpers, right? Mm-hmm. Is his offense skill set still going to be as high as Devin's? No, but because of all that he does, because we're not talking about uh, higher ceiling in terms of just scoring. I understand that, but we still have to look at Devin's side too. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just off the offensive side. What if Devin gets 80% of Clay Thompson's defense? Hmm. Now, who has a high ceiling? Yeah, I'm definitely giving that to Devin. All right, so if we if this list is off potential... Right, you got to be for both sides. You got to be what for both saying. sides. Yeah. So technically... Devin has a higher ceiling than than Ben Simmons because if Devin fills that defensive meter, mm-hmm. he shoots to the roof. If the ben, problem the problem with that is also if we're talking about potential, you, we also have to talk about where they are and what's likely. It's not likely that Devin Booker will be challenged to play much more defense than what he does right now because he plays for Phoenix. We don't know that, and let me tell you when that changes. When you're tired of losing. Yeah. When you get that coach well, that puts that fire. Let me tell you yeah, why. You, you, Carmelo it has was to have the same philosoph- way. It has to be a philosophy change. Carmelo was the same way yeah. until that 9 playoff series, um, playoff run when mm-hmm. they beat Dallas and they faced the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Carmelo had to buckle down. Even they mm-hmm. did lose to the Lakers, but he had to buckle down on defense. Same thing. Um, the Warriors were not great defensive team early on in Clay and Steph years, but them championship runs... They were ranked top five defense in the league. So when you get tired of losing and you realize you want to take it to the next step, which is the championship or deep playoff runs, you'll play defense. And I don't think Devin doesn't play defense. It's just, they try again, they try to hide him because they know he's their best offensive weapon. And 
again, he's still young. I mean, he's still learning the game. He's still learning to, you know, pick his spots or whatever and, you know, how to play on-ball defense. I think he plays good team defense. He's just not a great on-ball one-on-one on an island defender, which he, again, in, in the next two years, that can change. Yeah, it could. I, I wouldn't put money on it <laughs> because, again, you need a philosophy change. And he does that's, have Monty Williams. That, yeah. Mind you, Monty Williams is how, you know, who he developed? Ben Simmons. Yeah, they're not the same player. Um, at any in at any rate, like they're they're literally opposite. So, I I wouldn't put money on Devin Booker being challenged to pay like much more defense. So I guess the question would be this: If Devin Booker, uh, let let's say all things being equal, and let's just say the only deficit offense for Ben, defense for Devin Booker, is Devin Booker getting? Uh, a passable and and you know almost solid defensive game better than Ben Simmons getting a passable almost solid uh jump shot. Yes. Wait a minute. Let me tell you why. I recall Let us having a podcast when you saying Ben Simmons you had a conversation in, in some kind of um chat room. I say chat room. Uh, clubhouse mm-hmm. where they were arguing that Ben Simmons is top five under 25. Yes. If he were to just get that jump shot. Correct. I was in um, my good friend Duke's room. Yes. And they, yes, I did vouch for Ben Simmons. If he did get a jump shot, he could be a top five player. Correct. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you the difference. You can literally start playing defense tomorrow. You can't get a jump shot tomorrow. That's the difference right there. But that's never he, been the thing with Ben Simmons. You're right. That he's reluctant to shoot. Correct. Just like Devin Book is reluctant to play defense. I don't think will. he's reluctant. It's a will thing. That's what I said. Do, do you, everybody can play defense. It's, it's a matter of want. Yeah, but but that's the same thing with Ben. We do, A lot of people are saying he can't shoot. And teammates, all of his teammates say that's not the case. He just doesn't. Why? Because... Remember I was telling you about Jimmy Butler leaving Correct. and they were wondering who he was talking about and all the shade he was Correct. throwing. He was talking about Ben Simmons so just not psych- wanting to. Okay, but because he knows he doesn't have to. Correct, but that could also be a psychological thing of why he's not. Because- well, yeah, and I think I think more more of it is that he understands that he doesn't have to for his team to win. And so if why would he expend all that energy? I disagree. He fi- I think from outside looking looking in, and this, you know, I don't have any dog in the fight for Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I literally look at him and say, okay, why would he just not shoot the ball? Well, he's excelling at every other area besides shooting. And it's not that he's not excelling at shooting. He's literally not shooting. Okay. He knows he can get to the basket at any time he wants. Mm-hmm. He knows he can make his teammates be- better. It mm-hmm. shows because he's averaging 15, as we said, this year, 15, right. 7, and 7 on 54% field goal percentage. Well, I mean, so, if you're taking your shots 12 feet and in, in, I hope it's that high. Exactly. So to Ben Simmons... Why should I start shooting when when it's less efficient than what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. There's no reason why I should when every other part of my game is working. Let me just tell you shoot why. just because everybody was asking to shoot when you. they're winning, you know? I and, and I see your point, but I'll tell you why. Because it's going to come a point in your time, in your career. One, his athletic ability is going to come down a little bit. Yep. And then two, if he's smart. You better call your big bro on clutch. I say clutch on clutch sports, Mister mm-hmm. LeBron James, and ask him what seven years of downhill basketball does, and refusing to develop your jump shot does. Again, ask though, him. but but we're ask arguing him. we're arguing that he doesn't have a jump shot, and everyone that's close to Ben Simmons will tell you he has a jump shot. He literally is choosing not to do it right now because and everything else is working. Right. So do you lose your jump shot just because you're not shooting it? You can. If you don't use it's, it's, it's like anything in life. I know how to ride a bike, mm-hmm. right? But if I don't ride a bike for a decade, I'm pretty sure the first time I hop on a bike, I might stumble a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in life. If, if you, We all know how to lift weights, but if we don't pick up the weights in two years, we're not going to be benching our max. Yes, we know Ben Simmons can shoot, but mm-hmm. my goodness, you're now in your fourth, I think maybe almost fifth year. It's different shooting jump shots in a closed gym with no... I know right now we got COVID. There's not really fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. But even there's no fans. There's still pressure because it's a live game. Rather than shooting a jump shot in an empty gym with 
no pressure of a game on you. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we all know Ben can shoot. But if you don't take these shots and shoot them in rhythm and shoot them with a defender on you, and you think out of the blue you're just going to come out and be like, okay, today I want to shoot, and then you're going to start spraying? Are you crazy? I just, I don't see, a lot of people feel really strongly about this, and I don't see the reason for them to start shooting. I used to be that right guy. Right now, but, we don't see it because it's early on. He's young. He's but he's fresh. even in he the future, you can just surround him with shooters. The same that LeBron has done his entire career. Surround him with shooters. But LeBron also became a better shooter later on in his career. Let me tell you. Look at all the guys. What that was just like Ben Simmons coming into the league. Magic Johnson later on in his career learned how to shoot. You can say Dwayne Wade too. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Wade was not a shooter. Although Dwayne he Wade st- was a point guard, too. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And Dwayne Wade used to pass more in his early careers. Because LeBron... Mm-hmm. Um, I said LeBron. Dwayne Wade used to have six, seven assists, averages, average um seasons yeah. in assists. Mm-hmm. LeBron, same thing. Not a great shooter. Downhill a lot. Can get to the basket. Ah, I can't talk today. Get to the <laughs> basket at will. Zion is one right Zion now. Zion, too. These type of guys. Yes, your first... One through maybe six, seven years. That's going to work until you turn Giannis, <laughs> freaking Giannis. Perfect example. <laughs> Run, jump, and duck, man, as I call him. Perfect. So, and that's why Giannis not going to the finals this year. Hmm. And until Ben Simmons get a jump shot, he's going to make All Star games. Going to make All Pro. Three time All Star. He's going to get the checks, but you're not going to see your behind in the finals. Hmm. Because you tell me. What superstar that's the face of their team that's not a big man mm-hmm. that didn't have at least a, a decent jump shot? Jordan had to develop one when he started winning championships. Mm-hmm. LeBron had to develop one when he started winning championships. Even Kawhi had to develop one mm-hmm. to start winning some championships. Hmm. You might be on to something. Magic had to develop one later on in his career. He, he he did win when one has a rookie, so he got fortunate, but he also had Kareem. So that's I'm gonna, anonymous. I'm, I'm going to need Cash Crew to... We're going to talk about this on Monday in the in the clubhouse, because that's a very good question. Um, yeah, that, that's a very good question, uh, and, and that's one we're going to have to we're gonna have to develop. There's some other things that I want to talk about, uh, but we're going to pause for a second so we can hear just one little, one little thing from our partners. This episode is brought to you in part by Sneaker Broker. Do you have a favorite sneaker that you've been waiting on, but it's sold out everywhere, including online? Shop with Sneaker Broker, a premium sneaker dealer based in Atlanta. They'll take care of you and try to find you whatever you need. Find out more by visiting their Instagram at SNKR underscore broker. That is at SNKR underscore broker to find out more. All right, and we're back. Let's get into some more of these things because this list is real spicy. It gets into some things. Uh, so let's talk about the number one spot. Is Luca worthy of the number one spot on this list? That's tough. I'm going to say yes just for the fact of what's Luca doing right now. Luca's. Yes, if we look at team success, he hasn't had a lot. We know that. Granted, KP hasn't really been there the whole time. Also, KP has been injured. But if you just look at what Luka's doing individually, this it, it's incredible. This dude is a mixture of Bird, a <laughs> mixture of Magic, a mixture of a little bit of LeBron. And he's what, like twenty two, I think twenty one, something, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and he's and what, what the crazy thing about Luca to me is, the dude's not an athletic. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the craziest part about it. Not even in shape, and he's killing. And I mean, the the stats he's doing. I mean, he be having games where he have like forty, fifteen, and eight. Luca legend. You know, just crazy stuff like that, and. I'm going to say yes because I would like to see for once if the NBA will make a change to allow a foreign player to be the face of their league for once. Yeah, I don't think there's... I mean, it's, it already happened. I mean, Luka, well, Luka is... I know I'm talking about for Luka. It's 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 happening. They don't... 
I mean, they're pushing Zion so hard, but everyone watches Luca. We watch Zion too, but Luca has, I mean, listen to these stats for this season in 46 games 28.5 points a game, 8.2 rebounds a game, 8.7 assists. Like, that's on that's, 48% field goal percentage. That screams first team all pro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Almost MVP numbers too. Mm hmm. Actually, there's actually been MVP. There actually been prior MVPs that haven't had those stats that won MVP. He just has to win. They're not winning a lot of. Yeah, games. yeah. But granted, his team has missed a lot of players this year, and mm-hmm. KP just came back from the injury, so can't put it all on him. But KP doesn't. I'm not to go on a tangent, but you don't. That that string is getting shorter and shorter. He needs to stay. It's same thing with Victor Oladipo. Like you, after a while, you just need to get. Get better, get better. Yeah. Either that, or you got to get gone. Gone. Okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's about that time he's because after a few years, you know, years yeah. of Luca playing well, I mean, you're just gonna be wasting these years. Um, because we, we we've seen this before, where you know Jordan was knocking on the door for a few years against the Pistons before he could actually make it over the hump. So it's kind of the same thing with Luca. Not the, not the fact that they're knocking on the door. They haven't even got to the doorstep yet, to be honest. It's been what first round exits. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta you gotta do a little bit more before I start saying um, top of the MVP list. Off numbers alone, you're gonna get get a mention. You're gonna see the bottom of the list, but I can't take it all the way seriously until they start winning games at a higher clip. Because uh, right now, let's look at the standings. I wanna wanna make sure. Um, that da- I believe Dallas is eight. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. I can't really take you seriously as an MVP candidate. I'm gonna give you some goodwill uh, kind of votes because of how incredible you're playing and your numbers. But I can't really do anything more than that over some of these other guys that's on the list. Harden, those guys, because they're not winning. Yeah, they're not winning, and you have to win. Winning matters in this league. Winning, winning plays a big, big factor on how people evaluate you in your playing in your career. So mm-hmm. you can put up a lot of numbers, but if it don't correlate to that W column on the standings. Mm-hmm. So on this list, who mm-hmm. has the biggest upside and who has the biggest downside on the list? Who do you think can really do well? Who do you think is kind of just on there for now? I'm going to have to go with John Moran at 15. Hmm. Because John Moran is so low on this list. Now, there's other guys on this list that got great upside. But from just the rankings on this and the fact they got John Moran at 15, he's the biggest one to me that has the biggest upside at that low tier. Um, I wish he would pack on at least a good another 15 pounds and get a consistent jump shot, and then he'll be disgusting. <laughs> Um, I like his feel for the game. I like that he's fearless. The only thing that scares me about him is every time he gets in that air. Yep. Giving me Derrick Rose oh, vibes. Oh, man. I, I just fear. Got to relax, kid. Got to. I mean, he does some eye-popping, incredible stuff with the finishes and the flair in the air. Always on that one damn foot. But the way he comes down and sometimes he get hit in the air, and I, I cringe. And I'm just like, John, I don't <laughs> want to just see you for two, three years. I want you to have a nice 18-year career, please. Facts. But I would like to see Jaw revamp Memphis, get Memphis relevant again. Um, I love the guy's game. I mean, he's he's fun to watch. He's actually fun to, yeah, he's fun to play with on two K. <laughs> um, but he could be. What I like about Jaw, he he's a winner. You can tell he wants to win, and I like that. He looks like he, he does the work in the gym too. He has fun out there, but he wants to win. You can tell he wants to win. I, and I think to me, John Morant. For highest number fifteen, yeah, for highest upside. Highest upside to me, Ant Man, Anthony Edwards. Ooh, Mister Catch a Body. Oh my God, he has it all. I I don't see a flaw to his game yet. I can't disagree. He has all the moves. He has the power. He has the shooting. He has the confidence, and that's usually the one thing that you would say about rookies is that they're kind of. You know, they know their place. They, they Anthony away. Edwards don't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> you know it's crazy though? When before the draft, or actually right after the draft. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
A lot of people say Anthony Edwards is going to be like the fourth option on this team. Because of his his pacifism towards basketball, as if he didn't love basketball. People One like, little quote taken out of context. D'Lo is going to be the first option. No, Cat is going to be the first option. D'Lo is going to be second. And then um, um, the dude that averaged 20 last year. Yeah, you you asking the wrong person. Malik Beasley. <laughs> they said he's going to be third option. And Ooh. now, right now, I'm like, Karanti Towns who? Deandre Russell who? Anthony Edwards is the face, please. Yeah. Mark it. Karanti Towns is about time. You can go ahead and get a mass contract somewhere else. Anthony. Why hey, I, if I can keep Big Cat, I'm keeping him. I mean, Cat. I'll keep him. Yeah. But if we're talking about upside on that team, I'm at all of them. Anthony Edwards is staying. Of course. Um, if anyone, Malik Beasley or or D'Angelo Russell, Russell yeah, can go. Out. But I mean, yeah, you're right. The dude plays fearless. I mean, he, excuse me, he plays as if he's like in his fifth year already. Yeah, that's what's so crazy. Taking to me. Sh- like certain shots he's taking, he's like, ah, I've done this. I've been here. The other and, day, he had when he had that forty burger, he did this like bounce spin in the lane, and and just. He's different. Yammed it on somebody. He's I said, this, this guy is incredible. He has all the moves. That's what's really, he has an older game. It's advanced. But he has that pep to him stuff because he plays so, what, power. Now, yeah. I mean, when he attacks that rim. Get out the way. He, get out the way. Like, don't catch this body in the air. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the basket. He's definitely making Cobb. I mean, not Cobb. He's making. He's definitely making Georgia look good right now. Facts. So Ant Man, I I I gotta agree with you. I like that pick, Ant Man. Yes, I, I like that. Yeah. As far as downside, what do you think on this list is overhyped? Someone who's gonna fall off. I I know exactly who it is for me. Who? You want me to go first? I'll let you go first. Because I, I don't want to say somebody fall off, but I say I, I was going to pick somebody that's ranked a little too high, but I'll let you go first. Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. Uh, if we take Miles Bridges' uh, athleticism. athleticism away, um, and when you calculate the fact that he wasn't being talked about until LaMelo came, that's for me. You're right. I mean, he's always had the athleticism, but I don't see enough on the other side of his game for me to say, hmm, he deserves to be that high. Uh, so yeah, I think he's just on this list for now. I don't think his game will continue to translate. He reminds me of uh, Blake Griffin, in the fact that Blake Griffin, mm. he was forced in, like you said, he was for when his athleticism was mm. waning, he was forced to develop the part of uh, the other parts of his game. He really didn't take it seriously until too late, and so and of course he goes to Brooklyn and he's rejuvenated somehow. I don't know what they got up in Brooklyn, but he's he's rejuvenated. So. Yeah, Miles Bridges, um, I think he's on this list uh, off the fact that he's just young right now and he has a he had a great point guard with him. I mean, he still had great players on there, but guys are starting to get hurt. You know, um, who was it? Gordon Hayward just got hurt again. And so now... Oh boy, stay hurt. We're, we're, he stay hurt. He's like walking glass. He don't but, drink his milk. <laughs> but now we're going to see, you know, he still has, still has an excuse. P.J. Washington is still there, splashing down threes. So he still has an excuse for not upping other areas of his game. But what I like to see about Miles Bridges is less athletic plays, more basketball plays. Yeah. It's going to be hard to say that right now, but in three, four, five years, we're going to be talking about this heavy. Right now, he's a young guy. You know, so he can dunk all he wants, but, and but, people will overlook because Lamelo, because PJ, because Gordon Hayward. The league is getting younger though, and it's getting faster. So you mm-hmm. don't have eight years. Look what's happening with a lot of these stars. You don't get eight years to blow no more. You right. get three or four now, and they're <laughs> moving on because there's another superstar, young superstar on their way up that got a lot of skill sets. You yeah. know, a lot of these young guys. I mean, of course, you know when they get to the league, they do have a lot of developing. Um, to do, but a lot of them are coming into this league with, I mean, look at LaMelo, skill set, look at Luka. Granted, Luka was a pro overseas, but some a lot of these guys come into the league with a nice little skill set on them that mm-hmm. it just take a little tweaking, a little bit you know, more NBA experience under their belt, and they're on their way, but I agree. Miles Bridges, 
Um, definitely got to develop a more of a basketball subset. I'm going to go with, I think this is kind of obvious, number 21, Tyrus Halliburton. Mm-hmm. They really like him in Sacramento. But that's the problem with me, Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> and Sacramento has not been relevant since Mike Bibby era. Let's look at his stats. The reason about. why I think it's going to be hard for Tyrus to have a great career, at least in Sacramento, unless you go to Tyrese, bro. Tyrese, I'm sorry. <laughs> unless you go to another organization, is one, as you can see, his teammate is at six. Mm-hmm. So that tells you Sacramento is focused on De'Aaron Fox. And but those are their, that's their backcourt of the future. That's what it seems. Although it says that he's point guard, uh, but we he's, he's yeah. playing two guard. He's playing two guard. And then after 13, that, 13, three, and five. Now that you got Buddy Hill that's there, and you got um, the boy that went to Duke. Um, what's that powerful name? I just ha- I have his face in my head. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't think of it. Bagley. Marvin yeah, Bagley. Yeah. So, you got a young team there, but you could tell they focus on Bagley and, and De'Aaron Fox. Actually, he will. Actually, this season has changed. Actually, uh, they were. There were people talking about Marvin Bagley getting moved, and uh, it's inevitable uh, for Buddy. He's not going to be there long. So their okay. their their future is Tyrese and, and De'Aaron Fox. Fox. Okay. Well, if that does happen, Tyrese, make me eat my words, and you will have to literally have that leap and bounds jump. Because first of all, you play for Sacramento, so you're already yeah. now on TV, <laughs> right? And then you play for an organization that, unfortunately, I'm sorry, that has not done nothing in the past. Shoot, 15 years. Um, when's the last time Sacramento even made the playoffs? So, Maybe years. <laughs> so, if he wants to jump, uh, I'm looking at this list. Anthony Edwards, Trey Young, John Moran, mm. Jamal Murray, Jamal Brown. You got a lot of up climbing to do, my guy. Yeah. And so, we haven't even talked about DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, who's right now, he's Mr. Double-Double, especially with that Phoenix squad, but... Yeah, I'm sorry. Tyrese Halliburton is going to be my downside guy on this list. All right. Now, let's move on to some of the last few things on our list to talk about. Who's going to have the best career on this list? Who's going to have the best career? I can't. I guess that kind of ties in with biggest upside, but not really. Um, who do you think is going to have the best career? Jason Tatum. Ooh, I didn't think you were going to say that. Jason Tatum. Hmm. Interesting. I'm looking at all of these on the list. I can't really. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Luca. I'm gonna go with Luca okay. over Jason Tatum. Yeah, definitely. Um, and of course, that's all you know relative to what we're talking about. Um, if you're gonna put team success on there, then I, I may go Jason Tatum because he's in the East and on the West. That's what I'm saying. But so. then again. The people in the West that are in the West right now, you got a lot of old guys. Um, yes some, and no. Some young guys. Yes and no. Um, but, but we're thinking Jokic about... Jokic is here for a while. Yeah, Jokic is there. Look at... I mean, Jamal has gone in the next few years. Jamal Murray is here for a while. Mm-hmm. Luca's here. PG's not that old as we think. He got at least another good six years left. Um, AD's here, as long as he stay healthy. Okay. Um, we also have... Dame is still here for another at least five six. Okay. Same thing with CJ. Um, who else we got? That's in the playoffs. Let's look at it. Utah. Donovan is here. Mm-hmm. Gobert is here. Well, Devin. Devin's here in Phoenix. Yeah. So no, I can't say that. The West. The West got a good mixture. I mean, there are older guys. I know you got Steph that's getting older, and Draymond that's getting older, and CP3 that's getting older. But some of these mid mid level guys to young guys, it's still good. More than a handful of them. Mm-hmm. Um, still, still in that, still in that conference. So, yeah, it's gonna be a tough uphill. But I, I understand why you say Jason and Tatum because they can. Although this year they're. Super underachieving. But I mean, his numbers just, are still. He just dropped a 50, 50 piece. Yeah, uh, against Minnesota. So it's really, again, the Jays in Boston. It's They go as far as they can. I totally As agree. they would. But yeah, I see where you can, you're going with that. I, I just I was, think Jason Taylor could have the most consistent career out of them. Like, I don't see nothing crazy happening to Boston. Like, some of these guys, their career is going to go either 
steadily up or they're going to shoot to the moon. Mm-hmm. But some of them might shoot to the moon and then three, four years of shooting to the moon come back down. Like Jason Tatum, his career is going to climb. But to me, out of all these guys, his his career is going to be very consistent. He has it all he, except he has for it. confidence. And, and Well, he has the confidence. 6'10", lanky. Got the jumper already. Got mm-hmm. go-to move already. Got the handle. Game can get to the basket. He just doesn't have it when it's he Monday just, and the next game is right after. He can't exactly. put two games back to back. He just need to kill somebody. He needs to cut. He needs to have that cutthroat game. Yeah, that'll be. It. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. That'll be it. All right. Last thing. Oh, I, I guess did I give mine? Yeah, I give mine. Luca. Yeah. So, uh, who's the sleeper on this list? Who's so, the sleeper. The sleeper star. That's not a star yet. Hmm. You know what? I, I have a good one. I got two. Okay. And they're close in ranking. I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with my light-skinned brother, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> okay. I'm going with Jalen Brown only because Jalen Brown, to me, I've watched his career since he got into the league. Every year he's gotten better. And not only better on the offensive side. His defensive side right now, we can argue he might be one of the top 10 two-way players in the league. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr., all he needs is a moment. And he potentially could be the next KD. Hmm. I don't know how Denver's going to do it because now they got Aaron Gordon now and they still have Joe Gage and they got Jamal and they got Gary Harris. But... I don't know. I just have this thing where there's going to be this one series where Michael Porter Jr. is going to go nuts. Yeah. He's just going to be like, all right, game over. My team, my time, get out the way. He's firmly in that top four that the Nuggets have now. Uh, they got Jokic. They got um, who's Jamal, got Murray. Jamal Murray. They have AG, Aaron Gordon, and they have Gary MPJ. Harris. Uh, no, Gary Harris was traded. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's that's their four now. So, and, but I mean, Gary Harris is doing his thing on Orlando, but God bless him. Nobody watches Orlando. They're seventeen and thirty-five. But Jesus, um, Jesus, <laughs> that's where people, you know, careers go to die. But uh, along yeah, with the I, Knicks, I could see, I could see what you're saying with Jalen. My two, they're gonna be close um, as well. Is gonna be Shea Gilgis Alexander, mm. SGA, and Bi Baby. Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram. Tough. This game, this game smooth. Tough. And we say sleeper because he looks sleepy all the time. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> man looks sleepy all the time, man. He do. I'm not gonna lie. He's lying below. And he and he's just he's, he's silent he's thirty. He's solid. He will yeah. he will he will drop you off any given night. That's a fact. And 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 you talk about MPJ being I think B.I. is more of a K.D. type. When you look at, you know, Slender. Yeah, and, and, the body know, type. Yeah, 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 Body type. But, you know, as far as putting the ball in the basket. B.I., hmm. yeah, B.I. a problem. And, and, of course, he's got a teammate on the list. You know, so Zion Zion's going to take a lot of everybody's eyes. And B.I. could really eat being the number two guy. My only downside with B.I. and I'll be done. His body language. For me, mm. that 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 that's the thing for me that I just don't like with Bi. He has that uh, like I, I get lazy fair. Yeah, that lazy fair. Like I get you got you know you miss a smooth, you miss a cool, but yo, when you get that four corners at ninety four fifty, once you get in between those lines, I need you to turn it up. I mean, when you grab, when you call for the ball, yo, mm-hmm. call for the ball, you know, bark for once or something. Give me something. It's just. I like his game because, you know, he's very smooth with it, which, I you know, a lot of guys don't have that. You know, he, he gets to his spots. He he's His moves are not rugged. They're very sleek. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Now, he has a nice feel to the game. But I still want to see kind of that aggression on the offensive side. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he ever gets that. Um, I mean, technically, Zion doesn't even have that. And it's only because... You know, everyone knows Zion, Zion's that guy, and so I don't. I don't know being on a team with them. With I, I, I if I'm the Pelicans, I'm not letting go of those two. No, yeah, no everybody no, else can go. No. Those are those are your future tandems. Yeah. Right so I don't know if Bi because Bi strikes me as a guy who has a silent, fiery attitude. Like 
Correct. He'll go off, but you won't see him yelling or anything Correct. like that. But you don't want to get him mad. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, he has the talent to really put does. you, you know, drop you off. So, man, what a list. I'm excited for the NBA. Top 25, under 25. This is the future for the next We We can argue about plus. who's on there. And, of course... I, I would I would be remiss without adding on here, but I don't see RJ Barrett on here. Sorry, Dub. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe he's twenty six. Yeah, maybe he's twenty six. What they got against the Maple Mamba, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no Knicks on this list. We all know why. But Yikes. on that note, uh, thanks for tuning in to another week's episode. Be sure again this Monday at seven p.m. We will be on Clubhouse once again. This week's topic, as you can guess, for sure. It's going to be sports cash, 25 under 25. So and it's going to be spicy. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend because you definitely don't want to miss this debate. We're going to be in the room discussing um, what guys we think should be on the list. And then we're going to actually put them in ranking ourselves. So definitely be on Clubhouse this Monday at 7 p.m. Along with that, continue to follow us on social media at sports underscore cash underscore and Again, we love to hear from you guys. So leave comments, suggestions. Definitely leave that notification bell turned on. And be sure to subscribe to us so you can stay up to date on all upcoming new episodes. Thank you guys again. And we'll see you next week. All right, Cash Crew. Until next time. What's up, Cash Crew? This is KD. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to find us on social media at sports underscore cash underscore. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at sports cash podcast. And don't forget to hit that notification bell.